This is the Dorkside News Network, and this just in. Yeah, people, we do hardcore journalism hardcore. on this show. And with, with that, um, just so you know, we are recording, James. So this is how we start every intro. Of oh, our shit, we are recording. Yeah. We are, yeah. Um, recording things. You only allowed one of those, James. Yeah. So PG 13 here. So <laughs> we'll see. All right. Um, yeah, because there might be some F bombs dropped for stuff that happens later. Uh, first, so first off, when we start uh, news, we start with news that I like. And I mean, it's all stuff I like. But it, and then we go to the news that, that I he doesn't like. like that I like. So. <laughs> He's bored out of his head. Yeah. Uh, we're going to start with BlizzCon. BlizzCon happened while you were away, and yeah. we have yet to talk about it. And I would say a third of my life revolves around Blizzard and what they do. Yeah. So it needs to be talked about. <laughs> yeah, you have no, uh, really no morals. No, I don't. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny, too, because when the whole, the whole thing with Hong Kong was going on, yeah. I was like, I'm not going to support them at all. And then they did this, and... I think every fan of Blizzard did the exact same thing I did. Well, okay. So I don't play any Blizzard games currently. <laughs> I I considered deleting my account like so many other people did. Of course, they blocked the ability to delete your account. So I can kind yeah. of say that I have morals, but they didn't let me. <laughs> but I just figured not giving them money. Yeah. I will play. Right now, I'm currently playing the, the games that are free to play free to play. I'm not yeah. paying for them. And I feel like that's fair because the creators had nothing to do with the Hong Kong controversy. And if you want to support them, play the games, just don't pay for them. So Hearthstone, Heroes of the Storm, all that stuff, just play them, but don't give them any money. You're literally costing them money. I yeah. like it. Yeah. It's, it's a double whammy. No. <laughs> uh, but so the first thing they started off with was the apology. Yeah. And I don't know. Do you think, did you see it? Did you think it was enough? I read it. And I honestly, to be fair, I actually felt like the words were pretty, I mean, pretty real. Like, like, you know, most of the time I feel like game developers who get caught in these situations don't actually apologize. Yeah. And they actually literally did say, Hey, we messed up. They came out. They said, we acted too hastily. Yeah. We messed up. I don't know um, if I believe them. Yeah, so that's that's where I'm I'm at right now. So I do appreciate the apology. Yeah. But what are they going to do? Like are they going to reverse the decision for Blitzchung? They haven't yet. They have yet to even say that they're going to do anything for that. Uh and uh, even more so on that, Jeff Kaplan, game director of Overwatch, has said that he wants the decision reversed on Blitzchung. He should come back. And so that's now a, a huge game dev that I don't know if you are if you're not familiar with Blizzard. Jeff Kaplan is huge in the Blizzard verse because you know he's game director for Overwatch mm -hmm. and he communicates to his fans all the time. He will talk directly to them, and he will even sit in front of a, a fire for eight hours on Christmas Day, making you think that he's going to announce something and never does. Yeah, I fell for that. That was an interesting the, Christmas last year. The Blizzard developers are very cool people. Yes, the. Uh, my friend Ryan, who um, is a virtual reality game developer, uh, he plays board games with Blizzard developers all the time. He eats here in Vegas, Lotus of Siam, great, great Thai place. Um, he eats with them all the time. And they are super cool gamers, yeah. just like us. And just like us, they want to be good people. Yep. And then you have the business people 
who are part of the Activision takeover of Blizzard, which, I mean, it's a long time ago now. So, yeah, we've talked about it. Um, those it's a pr- people, prior episode. Go listen to it. <laughs> you know, the majority of CEOs are sociopaths. Yeah. They're not good people, by, they just, by definition. Yeah. And they don't give a shit about anything as long yeah. as it makes them money. So I don't really believe the apology, other than he's like really... Um, really sad about the you know stock price effects and and stuff like that and i'm sure he legitimately is sad about yeah, those things yeah um but so on that note let's talk about what could make them money yeah so the very first thing um and i don't know if you saw this but this i always get super into the blizzcon announcements cuz i'm very emotional when it comes to blizzard I, it's it sounds stupid i've cried during trailers before it's just how i am with with yeah. with them um, but they did some shenanigans this year and it was fucking amazing. Uh, they started off the countdown. I think yeah. it was at 30, I believe. And they counted down and it went, I got 10, nine, eight. And when they got to five and then four, it paused <laughs> and it stopped. And then Diablo came out and that was when, that was the very first thing that they, before the keynote, before they did yeah. anything, that was the Diablo four announcement. The one that we were waiting for last year yeah. is what they started off with this year. So, yes, they did announce Diablo 4 and the return of the Druid class, which is more important than any of the story at all, because the Druid is awesome. I, I love the Druid. <laughs> yeah. The Druid is awesome. Um, they've showed some enhancements that they're going to do, you know, better graphics, better inventory system. I believe the Barbarian had four weapons at one point that what, he could switch between. What I think is interesting about Diablo 4 is it really looks like what we thought Diablo 3 was going to be. Yes. It looks like the sequel to Diablo 2. And that's great because I love Diablo 2 and I never fell in love with Diablo 3. It, it took a large portion of the play style of Diablo 2 yeah. and that's what they went with. Yeah. And then they took the what seems like the good parts of Diablo 3 and threw them in. The bad parts, like the auction house, is no longer part of any Diablo universe now. They have completely removed that. And they said they will never do that again. That was a mistake. So the auction house is gone in Diablo, which is... It's so funny that the ability to buy overpowered weapons made me quit playing Diablo (laughs) 3 because... Everybody had overpowered weapons? I I ground for three hours, and I was like, I have junk. Oh, we auction house. Amazing stuff. I'll just buy that thing. And I was like, wait, I don't even need to play. I literally don't even need to play. I can just keep going to the auction house. Yep. No. So this is great. I, I actually think it looks really good. Um, now, hold on. The, the story part is important, though. So okay. this the story that we're going with now. So the trailer showed what I believe is Tyrael. I'm pretty sure it was Tyrael who was all kinds of jacked up. Like, he was almost dead. Okay. And they kept saying that they needed three. They need three. They need three. They need mm-hmm. three. And then finally, Tyrael was convinced, mind-controlled or something, to become the third sacrifice to bring back Lilith. Now, Lilith in the story is hugely important to the entire Diablo universe because she's the reason why you were playing the character you were playing. Okay. So Lilith is the mother of the Nephilim. Yeah. So she okay. was the one that created sanctuaries. Like sanctuaries. And that's what's humans. special about yeah. the, the champions. Yes. Yeah. Um, the Nephilim are basically half human, half, or I'm sorry, half angel, half demon. Lilith being the mother of them. And I forgot who the... I really did forget who the father or the father was, the angel side, but yeah, half half angel, half demon. And it looks like Lilith is the bad guy in this one. And she looked beastly. 
She had horns. She was huge. It's going to be awesome. So okay. when they announced Lilith, people were screaming and throwing shit because it was just so cool. And uh, she just looks huge. Um, the graphics look amazing. The play style looks amazing, just like Diablo 2. Horses? There's horses. The druid is back, like I said, one of yeah. my favorite classes. Um, so it's a lot to take in. So yeah. I'm excited. Uh, the next one, I went with Order of Importance, I think. Diablo 4 That's was right. the most important. Um, Overwatch 2 was the next one. And I'm really freaking confused on what the hell Overwatch 2 is. The concept behind it, I love it. What's actually happening, I have no freaking clue. So first of all, the trailer was amazing. So it showed... Now, I missed the trailer. I, I saw the trailer for Diablo 4. I did not see Overwatch 2. Oh, my priorities. God. Yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll show you afterwards because it was, it was actually, I actually did start crying at one point because it was just one of those things. I'm a little <laughs> older than you, so I've spent my whole life like suppressing my emotions, <laughs> yeah. but I'll, I'll try to. So, but the important parts are like, okay, so it was Winston, Tracer, May, and I, I think that was it. I think those are the only three that you okay. really saw. Um, they are going to fight some Omnics that are... Um, fighting the city and they're trying to protect the city even okay. though at this point overwatch is again no more like nobody wants to hear overwatch overwatch is bad yada 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 so they're still doing with their hero thing um so they they come down uh Win winston fucking oh god it's like i'm getting all emotional again i do like winston uh the so they're flying the um the hatch opens up and Winston's like, uh, be careful out there. Or something. He says some, you know, key catchphrase and jumps from the ship Yeah, and literally jumps all the way down and falls down and basically lands on an Omnic and just completely annihilates it. Um, May and Tracer soon follow after, uh, they begin to commence fighting and they're losing, they're losing horribly because at this point, a giant freaking Omnic, comes to the city and starts shooting everything. And when I say giant, I mean like 50 Winstons, sure. like huge. Gojira. Yes. And uh, they're losing. And at one point, May gets hit by a stray bullet or something and gets knocked against a car and is almost unconscious. Mm -hmm. Like she's, she's there. Uh, and there's, there's just no hope. There's literally no way that they're going to get out of this. And the, the giant Omnix starts raring to do a giant blast and you hear fucking Genji's voice say his whatever he says in Japanese yeah, yeah, yeah. and cuts the beam in half. Doesn't hit the Omnic yet, but cuts the beam in half yeah, and yeah. basically saves him. And then you see Mercy flying with her angel wings and grab May's hand. And it is, if you remember the, the first trailer from the original Overwatch, when she floats down and you see her like touch somebody mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. they, it was like almost spitting image for that but for may like yeah. one of the favorite characters from overwatch it was may so it healed her and brought her back up and then there was um shit there was one other i think there was one other one i don't remember um but then they showed like what what can we do now against this this giant omnic so all five of them are there oh tracer's there um so tracer hooks up her pulse bomb to may's cryo tank okay and jumps into the Omnic, like jumps towards it. The Omnic again almost shoots Tracer. Genji cuts off the freaking thing shooting the laser, so giving Tracer a free minute. She gets inside the Omnic. Um, she then blows her pulse bomb, which then blows the cryo tank, and then she rewinds time to go back to where she was, yeah. standing right next to them. And then from the inside, the, the uh, giant Omnic freezes just from inside out. Okay. And I was just like, holy shit. That's important because... 
when they announced Overwatch 2, they announced that PvE is going to be a major part of this game now. With PvE, you can level up abilities, which is something that's never been done in Overwatch yeah. before. One of the abilities they shown off was May throwing a, a cryo grenade, is basically what they call okay, it. Yeah. So it's a grenade that she can just blow up and everybody freezes. And then they showed her, um, when she does her ice block thing to protect herself, there is an, an, uh, an enhancement to where you can put a point in that talent. And when you ice block yourself, everybody around you freezes. And so then you can un, un ice block yeah. and literally just walk away safely. Okay. So that was the whole like PVE side and that was the whole trailer. And my God, it was, <laughs> it was so good. And so then they announced, you know, that they're, of course, they're going to add a new map. They're going to have a new, uh, so they say a new hero, but a lot of people are thinking two new heroes. Okay. So one of them that you saw was Sojourn. Um, she's a completely new hero. We don't know really anything about her. Mm-hmm. And then Echo. And Echo is the announcer of the game who's always saying like, you know, five minutes left, yeah, yeah. two minutes left. You see her flying stuff around. Oh, she was in the trailer too. Uh, you see her like grabbing people and flying yeah. around and stuff. And you're like, Jeff Kaplan's always said that Echo will be a playable character at one point. So if they're showing her mm. off now, then she has to be yeah. soon. So it's going to be awesome. The confusing part. Okay. Jeff Kaplan says at one point, Overwatch and Overwatch 2 will hopefully merge into just a regular server game together. Okay. So am I going to pay $60 for a new Overwatch 2 game for this expansion that is eventually going to culminate into a, a just back into an, an Overwatch franchise? So then are people who did not buy Overwatch 2 going to be able to play... No, they'll probably still have to purchase the PvE campaign. Something. And yeah. then if you have Overwatch right now but didn't get Overwatch 2, what does that mean for you? Yeah. If you have Overwatch 2 but not Overwatch, what does that mean for you? Hmm. So it's really confusing on the details of what's going to happen with this. Do you have a date on that? No. Yeah. Nothing. I, I pre-ordered Overwatch 1 because if, if you remember back then, um, the idea of a Blizzard game with no no ability to play single player wasn't even that wasn't even possible <laughs> so i didn't really understand what i was buying i knew that that there was multiplayer yeah i just didn't know there was no single player like oh they'll, they'll add it in yeah know. they'll add it of course no so yeah no they, they never did they never and did. even with this pve thing yeah this is still not exactly what people are asking for because we want a campaign okay we want a campaign and so the well, we're or open world MMO thing or something. Yeah. What I'm hoping for, yeah, is a single player story driven mode. Yeah. This is a story driven campaign ish type thing, but you have to play with three other people. Now, it's a four person mandatory cam yeah. uh, to play. Now you played the single player for well single player thing with uh, Reaper, right? Yeah, the PvE events. Yes. Did you like it? Yes, I loved. I thought it. it was okay. I loved them because it was different. It was um, different. Yeah, and but see, it was the replayability wasn't there. No, definitely not. So I beat the mission once, and I was like, ah, oh, that was cool. I yeah. don't need to do it again now. It also it didn't. It just didn't feel very RPG like. Yeah, and obviously they're adding leveling up and stuff like that. I want to interact with the environment more. I don't want to just shoot yeah. stuff. So. Oh, um, one of the other abilities that they did show off was um, Tracer can level up her Pulse Bomb. It seems like everybody has a, two different branching or three different okay. branching paths for their ultimates. And the one that they showed her was she Pulse Bombed one 
Omnic, one bad thing. And this yeah. is only in PvE that mm-hmm. this leveling thing is happening. Uh, and then when she did that, every Omnic around them all of a sudden had pulse bombs on them. And they all blew up. Yeah. So there's some kind of ability to when she plants one, it hits everything around in a, in a vicinity. And they just all blew up. I was like, whoa, that's really cool. What I kind of hope they do something with is I really like the idea of combining abilities. So if you're going to show it off in the trailer that that Tracer can use May's thing and then like run off with it, then let her do that in the game. <laughs> yeah. Like build in things so that you... so that Like combo attacks or yeah, something. So yeah, th- so when you choose your team, depending on who you choose will have an effect on what you can do. I, I think that... Uh, oh my God, sorry. Oh, go ahead. I just remembered who the other two people were in the trailer. Yeah. Like I completely... I don't know why I missed them, but I... Reinhardt and Brigitte. Those okay. were the other two. And Reinhardt's entrance tops Winston's entrance. So that was, again, when you think that they're going to die and May's like on in her last life or whatever, Reinhardt comes falling out of the fucking sky with his shield pointed down and then lands on a unit and basically just annihilates the unit. Okay. And so Reinhardt then stands up, picks his shield up, and then Brigitte has her shield and they're like combo shielding. And they're, you know, like mother, not like father and daughter type thing, but not really. Isn't isn't he her trainer? Yeah, he's he's a trainer. Um, Torbjorn's her father, and it seems like there's I don't know. It seems like there's kind of some weird love affair thing going on there, but not really. Hmm. Like I can't tell if Brigitte is in love with Reinhardt or is enamored with the fact that it's the mentor type thing. Yeah. I don't know. It's really weird, but. Them two together with both of their shields up, just like I was ready to flip a table. I'm like, yes, it was so good. So tell us about Shadowlands. Shadowlands is the World of Warcraft expansion. And what I say is arguably the best expansion of all of Warcraft was Wrath of the Lich King. That was my favorite. Okay. I love all of the Lich King story. Shadowlands starts off with Sylvanas walking into the Frozen Throne. Mm Mm-hmm. With Bolvar Four Dragon, who is now the Lich King, it's no longer Arthas, um, and them having a conversation, yada yada yada, and then her eventually ripping Bolvar's helmet off or the Lich King's helmet off, and you're like, she's gonna put it on, holy shit! Because whoever wears the crown gets to be the Lich King. Instead, she rips it in half with her bare hands, effectively killing Bolvar because he no longer has control of the thing, but uh, setting some story mode into event where. Who knows what this means for the undead now? Yeah. Because the undead were a big part of, you know, the Lich King. And she just basically have their power or something. I don't know. Hmm. Like the, the crown and the Frostmourne, the sword, are very yeah, important. Yeah. She destroyed the crown. So what does this mean for the story? I have no idea. It's crazy. Yeah. What what gameplay element? Like there's something to do with alts or something? I... I heard there's something uh, with Shadowlands that makes alts more useful or... Oh, I, I, you know what? I need to look into that again because I did read that, but I was so enamored with the trailer that I just... They, and, they, and then the fact that they announced that some more racial... Uh, no, um, what do they call them? Um, faction races mm-hmm. that are coming out again. There's going to have some more of those. And from what I've heard rumors... I cannot say that they're true, yeah. but there is another class from what I hear in the works. Don't quote me on it. I don't know. But, and then they've added, I believe the Shadowlands is the new area yeah. to go to. Um, 
Oh, and they're squishing. That's what it was. The big, the big thing. They're squishing the level cap. So the level cap, I believe, right now is one ten or one twenty, mm-hmm. which is some ridiculous freaking number. Yeah, they're going back to fifty. They're scaling it all the way back to fifty. Huh. That's that's interesting. So, and if you have a level one hundred and ten, one hundred and twenty yeah. character now, you are going to be, you know, reset into the top tier level fifty, of course. Yeah. But they're squishing it back down to make it so if you want to play an alternate character, leveling to fifty seems a lot easier oh. than leveling to one hundred and twenty. Because they've generally made it faster to level anyways, yeah. right? So, yeah. So, so, they're keeping the same speed to level two, oh, okay. but now with half the requirement to be max level. I, I'm a person who, man, I love making alts. Yes. That's, <laughs> I, there, all of my alts had some mule in the name because they were all just carrying all my shit. I never actually played half of them. They were just there to carry everything. I, I, get, I hate endgame. I hate it. <laughs> So as soon as I would get around level 46 or so, I'd be like, because the story is so good at the first 25, 30 levels. Like if you just like look back to like the warg, the forest thing and yeah. like the weird zombie undead thing and uh, like the big giant trolls thing that you get to like unlock and you like start stomping through the village or whatever. There's like all these cool stuff. And then like around level 40 or, or 50, it all just dies You're just off. grinding. Yeah. I like, hate grind. I liked the entire, of course, I liked the entire Arthas sure. quest line. Yeah. But I still think one of the more memorable um, dungeons and quest lines to me was, um, what's it? Shadowmoor? I forgot what the name of it is. But it's it's where you where you meet High Inquisitor White Mane, the, the priestess chick lady. Okay. And you're going through, the, that's the Scarlet Library. That's what it is. The, oh, I love the Scarlet the, Monastery. Yeah. The Scarlet Monastery. Yeah. That's typically where I stopped. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I don't want to go any further. I was this, like, this was the ultimate right here. Yeah. Like, I don't want it to. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they're squishing down the stats. So now you can level faster. Um, I also, I have a funny story about this that I'd like to throw in real quick. When I stopped playing, I stopped playing right after Cataclysm. That was right when they introduced Inscription, which I think that's what it was called, where you could, in artifacts, and where you can go digging for stuff and look for okay. stuff in the ground. Um, I was the first person on my server to have that job's um, special mount, okay. which was some kind of dinosaur, I don't remember. But the funnier thing was all of my friends had played through all the story already while I was doing this. And I hit the same level cap they did at the same time, literally just doing my job. I didn't do any quests or anything mm-hmm. because the job and because it was new gave you so much experience. I hit the level cap the same time they did just doing this. And so they're like, let's go raid. I'm like, I have to go do the story first. I haven't done it yet. Like, how the hell did you get here without doing the quests? Like, I just did inscription. I'm max inscription now. So nice. It's funny. All right. Hearthstone. Hearthstone, descent of the dragons. Um, there's going to be a lot of dragons. That's that. Wow. Basically it. They totally. Um, uh... No, it's, it's really cool. So every, okay. I, I have to, I have to scale this back. So there's nine classes. There's always been nine classes in Hearthstone. I believe four of the classes are considered quote unquote villains from the League of Evil. And then five of the heroes are considered heroes with the the team that Reno runs. Um, I forget what it's called. Reno Jackson runs his you know team. The four or five, I forget how many, um, evil characters are all getting a card called Galkarond, one of the dragons. Okay. And... Its ability has, ins- it's called inspire. That's a new keyword for this game, for this expansion. 
when you play a card that has Inspire, it will do whatever Galcaron's ability does for your class mm-hmm. um, just by doing it. So Galcaron's ability for his Inspire ability will like um, discover a lackey. Okay. Now it's been a while since you played. Lackeys are ridiculous in the game. Okay. They are two, one or two cost minions that always have some kind of battle cry effect where it's do two damage, discover another lackey, give something taunt and two health. Like they're always good and they're all super cheap. So if you play a unit that has inspire and you're playing, I believe it's the rogue, discover a lackey. Okay, so you just get a free unit just for playing this card. Okay. Um, and then that inspire increases Galcaron's ultimate ability. So after you've inspired twice, you get the upgraded version of Galcaron in your deck. After you've inspired three more times, or two or three more times, you get the the final card, which always does, like, for the priest, it's resurrect four units and then equip a 5-2 weapon. Okay. Which is important because priests have never had weapons. I don't think. Unless there was a legendary weapon for the dragons. I'm wrong. So the priest did have a weapon. Every class now has a weapon, basically. Um, but So it's always, like, do an ability... And then it's always equip a 5-2 claw is what mm-hmm. it's called. But it's, it's do the ability on the first one, do a better ability, and then do the crazy good ability and equip the 5-2 claw if you inspire these units. And then even if you've done the inspire thing and you've already played Galcarond, you can still do, from what I understand, still do the inspire mechanic. And not only that, it changes your hero ability too. From what I understand. Okay. I might be wrong with this, so don't. Come after me if I am. It's been hard to try and get some information out because they also announced Battlegrounds, which, Rich, I showed you the other day. It's 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 called the Auto Battler. That's what they, they call it. We actually watched the whole thing. <laughs> it's it, As much as I think it's weirdly non-strategic, boring. I don't know. It's weird. It's very weird, but it's entertaining. It, it seems like there's no strategy required, but it requires an amount, immense amount of strategy. I, I don't even know how to explain it. So there's all kinds of strategy involved in picking the cards, recruiting the units, leveling yourself up. Hundred percent, absolutely. But then there's no strategy because it goes out the window because those units attack randomly. You know, there's a in miniature games. There's like armies like Warhammer, right? Yep. Where it's strategy. You're choosing where your fifty points of units fight their fifty points of units. But there's a different type of mini game uh, that is for f- spaceships and planes. Yeah. And that seems like what this is. Yep. Because you you secretly give commands to your units, and then you turn them over at the same time, and you see what happens. Yep. And sometimes you crash into each other, and sometimes <laughs> you shoot each other, and sometimes you just fly off into the horizon. Um, that's that seems like what this is. You yeah. You try to build the best strategy as you hope. But then your your units do their own thing. They do their just own like thing. real soldiers. And uh, I've seen I've I've watched plenty of battlegrounds footage now from several high streamers, uh, very popular streamers, and all of their strategies. It seems sometimes in right in the middle they flip. They're like this strategy isn't working anymore. I'm going to go with this strategy, and lo and behold, they won. It's it's crazy that not only can you have a strategy from the beginning and go with yeah. it and win, but you can also oh this isn't working. I'm going to flip it and still win. So it's it's really interesting. Uh, if you guys get a chance to look at it, Hearthstone Battlegrounds, it is super cool. Uh, it's going to be the next mode that we play for probably the next six months because everybody's going to want to play it. And yeah. I think there was 27 total heroes to choose from, each with their own ability that does something in the in the auto New battle. New heroes? 
new heroes. Um, they're all characters from the League of Evil or from Reno Jackson's Exploration Party. Whenever you say League of Evil, I just keep thinking Dr. Uh, Horrible. <laughs> well, it's funny because it's the League of E-V-I-L. It's literally like the yeah. League of Evil. It means something, but I forgot what it was. And then the final thing, my game that I play constantly is getting a character. Shout out to Pally Time because he has been asking for this character for years and they finally announced it. Also, not shout out to Blizzard because Pally Time has been asking for this for years <laughs> and they know and they didn't invite him to come see it. They didn't let him play it. They didn't do anything. He has been one of the stream- top streamers saying that Deathwing should be in Heroes of the Storm and that he is now. He will He will be coming. And they never invited him to see it. They don't. They just don't have appreciation for these people. That's why these important people like uh, Chung, Blitzchung, Blitzchung, um, they just don't give him any respect. No. It, it, yeah, it's kind. Of, it kind of sucks. But I mean, I'm a big fan of Pally Time, and he's taking it all in stride. He's like, you know, whatever. They have their own things to doing. I still am excited to see Deathwing come into the. It end. looks so cool. He is one of the weirdest characters. So I've seen him in action, and he seems. I don't know. He seemed like he was extremely overpowered when you're seeing it. And then I saw him in action. I'm like, he is not as strong as I thought, which is good because... Because because his windup is so long, yeah. right? So everybody just... Yeah, they just dodges. move. <laughs> yeah. So his, his... I'll do a quick rundown of what he does. His big thing is he is completely um, immune to any crowd, imp- uh, crowd control effect. He can't be stunned. He can't be silenced. He can't be slowed. Nothing. Um, so that is going to fuck with a lot of people. So Valera can no longer silence or stun him. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Um, you can't freeze him. You can't do any of this stuff. And people hate those things. Yeah. And yep. that's good. Except for the fact that Deathwing moves like half the speed anybody <laughs> else does. So he's very slow. Yeah. Uh, he has armor plates on him that give him 40% uh, damage reduction based on how much health he has. Yeah. The more health he, lo- ha- uh, he loses, he starts to lose these armor plates, which is exactly how the raid went when you fought Deathwing in, in World of Warcraft, which yep. is awesome. So um, to get those plates back, you have to get your health back. So the, the interesting drawback to playing Deathwing is he cannot be healed by anybody. Yeah. So no healing effects can affect him. The only way, well, there's two ways, but the, the only way that he can heal himself is to mount up, which, you know, you hit your Z button. And for what he does is he flies in the air. And he stays there until you dismount. You can stay there. This is fast travel. Yeah. You can stay there the entire game and not do anything and piss people off. And you know people are going to do it. (laughs) Yep. But he can fly up in the air and sit there and he will regenerate his health and his armor plates. Now, from what I understand, he can also get his health back from uh, regeneration orbs. But that does not give the plates back. Does not give the armor plates back, which is important because yes, he might have a lot of health, but if he's only, if he doesn't have the 40% armor reduction, you're just going to run through it he's because so he's big so slow he's so slow so big yeah um good thing he does a lot of damage bad thing he has to wind up to do a lot of damage um watching him in action his it's like a two and a half second two second cast time for almost every one of yeah. his attacks on the other hand in a good team and you have crowd control people it's going to be, you're going to be so upset oh, yeah. when you get locked in place. And then Deathwing falls from the sky. Yeah. And, and you're like, completely wait. annihilates you. Yeah. Now, so the only caveat to Deathwing coming down is he can only come down to places that you can see on the map. So yeah. if there's fog of war, you can't land there. Yeah. But I mean, 
if Chromie puts a time trap down, if someone puts something that gives him just that little bit of vision, he can come down anywhere on the map where he can see it. And that's going to be nuts. So that means that he can probably come out behind enemy lines if with, he with an owl. Yeah. yeah. If, if, oh my God, if that owl was timed just right. Well, he'd just be waiting. Yeah. He'd be like, yeah, you would just be like, send an owl. <laughs> oh my God. That'd be nuts. Send the owl. Okay. I'm doing, and then all of a sudden Deathwing comes out and there's a rogue trying to take a camp or something. And they're like, oh shit, I'm dead. Yeah. You can't, you can't fight the Deathwing. So yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he looks, he looks super fun. He does look very, very difficult to learn how to play though. He yeah. does. Cause you have to learn the wind up. You have to learn how long it takes for him to do things. Oh, you didn't even mention that he can switch between game modes. Oh yeah. So he has, modes. he has a ranged attack mode, which yeah. changes two of his three attacks, his base, base abilities. And he has a melee attack mode, which also changes two of the three yeah. base. Attack he always abilities. has breath weapon. Yeah. Um, he can inhale and expel fire and, he can the coolest one i think there is one that doesn't take um a, a big wind up but it doesn't do as much damage and it's just he pulses fire like you just hit a button and you just and you're oh okay i just took a bunch of damage from that that's good yeah so that was all of the announcements that was a long segment sorry is, but is the next one a secret link the next one is not a secret link oh okay okay i don't know how, what you're talking about here youtube has a problem uh, i don't think you, i got time to show you the video but we, we were watching it a little bit Markiplier, one of YouTube's top creators, yeah. um, was doing a stream recently. And he has this little oh, yeah. add-on mechanic thing where people can put emotes in the chat to basically yep. vote which direction he goes in this game. Yeah, All of these people that were emoting either this one or this one to vote for the direction yeah. have had their accounts banned. And not just their YouTube accounts, because YouTube accounts are now attached to Google accounts. Their Google accounts have also that's like, been banned. That's like seven years ago. Yeah. But yeah. So literally for just posting an emote, they've been they, and, they've lost their, their And Markiplier suggested it's because it's spamming? Yes, but it's live chat, and that's what people do in these things. Yeah. Twitch, uh, Mixer, whatever you're going to do, you just... Do you know, has Google responded to this at all? Google has not responded to it. Google has not responded. YouTube has not responded. Um, Markiplier has asked, currently at the time of recording, yeah. uh, he's asked, why is this happening? They have no reason. They have no explanation. And appeals to get their accounts back have been denied. And YouTube wouldn't even respond to that. Like, okay, why won't you give me my account back? I can understand if it was some, mm -hmm. you know, Google or some YouTube miscalculation. Why the hell can I have my account back? And they won't even answer that. You know, it's it's very scary for those of us who choose to to do business on the internet. When your entire life is on YouTube. Yeah. It's so scary because people people can report you for for like nothing, right? Yep. Like I like I I have a boudoir photo shoot thing. Somebody could say, you know what? I don't like Richard, so I'm gonna report him for inappropriate content. We and, could we could literally get reported right now for we talked about Blizzard and Blizzard yeah. is and Blizzard, off. Yeah. yeah, Blizzard employees could be like, well, we don't like their their video, so they could report us. And YouTube will ignore that first report, but a hundred reports, two hundred reports, they won't ignore it. They won't ignore it, and boom, account gone. And that's what this Reddit uh, subreddit that I am very not fond of. Yeah. Uh, called Livestream Fail has been doing recently. I don't think this has anything to do with their no. YouTube thing, but they've been doing it a lot. They've been going to Twitch channels yep. and reporting this Twitch streamer for seemingly doing nothing, but because 
they have an idea of who this person is in their head because of that she's a female. They report them. Yep. Twitch instantly bans them. They have no they have in, no answer. And this this type of mob mentality is effectively internet lynching, right? Yeah. Like they target minorities, they target women, um, they target anybody. Like they might target us because we're talking about it. Yeah. But um, yeah, they just you just pile on. And next thing you know, you got to make a new account. And I notice a lot of, especially women, um, they just make multiple accounts so that they're like, well, if I lose one, I'll have a lot of followers on the other one and I can build it back up. Yeah. And I think that's, that's really wrong. I, yep. It's, I feel like it's an American problem. It's kind of like this social justice has been turned into a weapon by the people that social justice people are, are were originally trying to fight. Like they're like, well, I mean, it's obviously not a problem in China since they can't even freaking watch you. <laughs> uh, is getting its own internet too, <laughs> uh, which is, I guess, fine. Yeah. Huh? Uh, so, yeah. Um, so long story short, you, YouTube needs to fix their shit. Yeah. Cause I don't know what the hell they're doing and we want an explanation and because, we're here now. Yeah. So we, we needed to work. Yes. <laughs> and not start banning our accounts because we're talking about it. Uh, next up is a very important to me. I don't know if it's as important to you, but I mean, I can't go 24 hours without mentioning Scott Pilgrim and how amazing of a movie. There's a few things we talk about almost every episode. <laughs> and one of those things is Scott Pilgrim. You're one of them is Scott Pilgrim. The other is Paul Rudd. Yeah. I'm only saying it now because I have to at least mention Paul Rudd every episode since we didn't do it last time. So Paul Rudd, if you're out there, come visit us. Yeah. We're not creepy. I probably. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you. well, I was going to go, but not now. <laughs> oh, his, uh, I finally got time to sit there and watch his, um, hot ones too. It was so good. So funny. Yeah. I didn't know he was vegan. Yeah. Me either. Yeah. I, I think I that's under- super cool of them yeah. though, that they, that they did cauliflower. Yeah. Oh my God. Gosh, Cheesecake Factory had uh, uh, Korean fried cauliflower. It was as good or better than chicken. <laughs> I want it. I'm telling you, the impossible meat and, and substitutes are just going to start taking over. You won't even know now. You won't even know. <laughs> um, okay, so Scott Pilgrim has a Kickstarter. It is uh, on the link if you go look at it. It is a new board game, and it looks like you are playing either one of the exes or one of Scott Pilgrim's friends or Scott Pilgrim himself, and you're just fighting each other, and it looks super freaking fun. It does look fun. If if I back this Kickstarter and my my like little statues don't bounce around the board, <laughs> like that trailer video, yeah. we have a link. You, watch the video, guys. Because, it's, it's a really good video. Yeah. Uh, really interesting. It does just seem like it's a, it's a kind of like a battle game, cooperative, maybe... Maybe not cooperative, depending on how you play, I guess. But it does, it looks super fun. You get to interact with the environment. You get magic spells and kicks and stuff. All the famous characters are there. Even Negascott was there and part in one of the expansions that's yeah. there. So yeah, go look at it. It looks super fun. That That's it. That's it. <laughs> Scott Pilgrim, go look at it. This next one is interesting. So some devs from Skyrim, Mass Effect 3... And Fallout 3, some really freaking good games, have come together and they've made a new studio called Brass Lion Entertainment. I'm calling shenanigans. <laughs> Why? Okay. They named their studio Brass Lion Entertainment, mm-hmm. but they couldn't invite some developers from Fable. <laughs> Lionhead Studios. Maybe they're in there. I mean, they maybe. Skyrim is, I guess, more important than Fable. I don't know. But I say they're on equal ground, but whatever. Well, Skyrim... 
I don't know. I think Skyrim is new. Like Skyrim is newer than the newest Fable. Yes. So that's that's fair. That's fair. That uh, Skyrim would be better because it's newer. If there had been a Fable Four, then I would maybe I would have been like Fable Four is better than Skyrim. Yeah. But they're coming together and they're making a, a new studio and they're going to have some games come out. I expect a lot of good things from them now because that is a lot of good talent. I think it's so cool that, um, you know, I, I think, you know, there's, there's arcs of, for game development companies where they start out not that great mm-hmm. and they make some crappy games, but they survive and then they're amazing and you get Bioshocks and you get Skyrims and you get Mass Effects and you get Fallouts and Fallout 3s and stuff like that. Not Fallout 4. Um, <laughs> we don't talk about that term. Or Fallout 76. <laughs> um, and then the studio needs money, wants money. I don't know. And their games aren't so good. Yep. So, um, so we'll probably see one or two good games come out of this studio before... Well, they'll probably if they they'll make a crappy game, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. They're good. These developers, yeah. made good games, so we might get a couple good games before I, I they expect a lot. get bought by Activision. Um, before we move on, I didn't actually put this in the notes, but um, are you currently playing any video games? I know you don't have a lot of time to do so. So, you know, this is sad, guys. I'm playing Civilization Six. That's not sad. Civ Civ in general. I love is it. Amazing. I just love Civilization. <laughs> There's something about 4X strategy that really appeals to me. I still go back. We've we've reported on this before, yeah. but when um do you remember I told you about how Gandhi can become hyper aggressive <laughs> and basically like nuke the entire world? I still think of that every time I think of Civ. Um uh, no, I'm currently playing uh The Outer Worlds, which is an amazing game from Obsidian Studios and Private Division. And, uh, oh my God, it's so good. I, I, I want to play. I, I might, I might get it. I, I play civilization six on my phone. So, um, I was on vacation. I needed, a, I could have installed stuff on my laptop, but yeah. it was just convenient. My, yeah. it's and, right there. and it's real civilization six. Like it's number one, it was, it was real cost too. It costs like, like buying it from the steam store, <laughs> but it was on my phone. Um, so it was weird buying a uh, $50 game on my phone, but it's legit. It's like the real game. So, um, that is interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, I am, I think that surprisingly Borderlands three, I am, I haven't touched it in a while. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of let down by that. I was, you know, I've hyped Borderlands three for a long time and it was good. We're still waiting for content though. Like it's, we're done. We, we've beaten it. There's nothing else there. And that is the motivation behind these studios to not make single player games and instead to play multiplayer games yep, because they, they don't have to do anything. Yeah. They let the game will play itself. Yeah. I know. I liked it. Um, I think that's okay. Right. I, when I spend money on a movie, I'm not like sad that, you know, that movie was only two and a half hours. <laughs> like I was waiting for it for six months. No, it, it's fine. Yeah. So just come up with some more content guys. You just want some more. <laughs> that's the thing, right? You just want, like, if you knew you were getting, borderlands at the rate of stranger things because stranger things i binge watch in a weekend Mm -hmm. that's fine because i'm gonna get the next stranger things next year yeah you're gonna have to wait like four years for for borderlands four or whatever it's it's crazy too and i mean i'm like i said it was it's a good game some people had problems with the story i thought the story was cool i didn't like how it ended necessarily but i i wish that i wish that they wouldn't 
fixate on the game engine so much. Because the game developers get bored. Yes. I don't care. Be bored, guys. Well, so the big problem with Borderlands 3 right now is, and I think they finally listened, Yeah, there is major flaws with the UI. There's huge, glaring issues with the UI. And they've put out five patches, I think, since the game has come out. Okay. Only fixing um, talents and leveling and balance issues with the characters themselves. And when people have been like, no, stop focusing <laughs> on balancing our shit and fix your UI. So the the current joke in yeah. one of the other podcasts I listen to is in Outer Worlds, I can hit my menu button and it goes to the menu. Like that sounds crazy, but that doesn't happen in Borderlands 3. <laughs> <laughs> you'll hit the menu, you'll set your controller down and go to the bathroom and then come back and it'll finally come up. I, I'm just saying as as a person who manages developers in my day job, I have a big release that has 200 features being released in our software on Wednesday. And there is, I think, 17 things that are weird or kind of broken. And we've already fixed them, but it's going to go out broken. Because it takes us weeks to test. So we're going to put it out in two weeks. We'll put out those fixes that are already done. And that's just that's just how it works because the testers need time. No, and that's that's fair. But I feel like in this specific point, they didn't focus on fixing the UI first. They didn't think it was an issue. The, exactly. that You just called it. They did not think it was an issue. So they, you know, they scheduled the release of the game and they said, well, okay, what do the developers do? Add these new things, fix these new things, and... Mm-hmm. Then it goes out and they're like, oh, there's major UI problems. And they're like, oh man, it takes us three months to plan a fix, yeah, build the fix, test the fix, release the fix. And then now all you guys are like, why do you keep releasing all that stuff? Well, that stuff was, that stuff was <laughs> yeah. done two months ago. So, yeah. It's interesting, but let's just hope it gets fixed because <laughs> I got other games that are taking over very quickly. And I cannot tell you how good Outer Worlds is. It's so good. I love, so you guys are listening to the podcast. Uh, we're also on YouTube now. And uh, I think, yeah, uh, you might be able to zoom in in 4K and you can see that there's a missing game up there. There is no Spider-Man oh, up there. Jesus Christ, I keep forgetting about it. <laughs> but now you can be called out because all those games does not include Spider-Man. We're going to do this. And, and what else is about Spider-Man, James? What? Spider-Verse. Oh, oh, yeah. I was going to add the reminder in right now during our, our live cast so I can... <laughs> uh, Spider-Verse Hi. is getting a sequel. Nobody is surprised by that. No, I mean, we knew it was getting yes, a sequel. We but... knew it was getting a sequel because it was so damn good. Yeah. Uh, but we have a release date for it, which is the better news. Um, the release date is coming April 8th, 2022. So we, we got some time to wait. But... Not that long. It's not that long. Yeah. And they showed uh, Miguel is in there, so 2099 Spider-Man. And I, I think the Scarlet Spider was in there as well in the, in the picture. So what I think is interesting about this is that, you know, to build a movie, you have to build it. Like, yeah. like kind of like a game. Yeah. A game with no paths. You just, you build a bunch of tools. You build like, oh, how does Spider-Gwen's hair flow? How does the webbing flow? And they have to build all these custom shaders and they have to build all this stuff. Well... If they had said, you know what, guys, 
we want to build even better technology, better shaders to handle, I don't know, uh, venom tendrils or something. Yeah. Then we might not have seen a sequel until 2023. Yep. But this is relatively, um, I mean, two years, two years to make a, a movie that's completely animated. It's completely 100%. Animated. That's a lot harder than making like filming humans. Yes. In my opinion. Yep. I yeah. also agree. Uh, and I did point this out. We were talking about it before the podcast that it's, it is interesting that they've announced the release date that far away. So yep. soon when yeah. video games we reported last week, can't even get three months, right? So they announced last of us coming out and then they're like the next week we're like, whoops, uh, we need three more months. Sorry. Yeah. I think the movies are typically done like six months in advance and sometimes a year. Like Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, yeah. I think, has been done for a long Honestly, time. Honestly, uh, Spider Spider Verse sequel could be done within the next six months. Yeah. After that, it's just editing, well, editing and marketing. Yeah, right. So, yeah. Well, I don't even think they need to market this movie. If you just say a Spider Verse sequel is coming, that, that's what you say, but you don't. You don't hit a billion, one point five billion, yeah. two point five billion dollars without marketing. It's funny because one point five billion seems like a lot of money. Because it is a lot of money. Because <laughs> it, <is laughs> it is a lot of money. But when we're talking profits, Joker is actually the most profitable profitable comic book movie of all time. Of all time. Now, this is crazy because people think that, yes, Endgame did make a boatload of money. But it also costed a boatload of money to make that movie and market that movie. Yeah. They spent countless dollars marketing that movie. Billion, literally billions yes. of dollars marketing that movie yes. because they wanted to hit a vanity number, right? Yep. They were like, we want to be the biggest movie of all time. Mm -hmm. So Joker had a budget of $62.5 million. And I believe that was not including marketing. So add in a marketing budget too. And it is currently at $957 million. Yeah. That is a lot. <laughs> it's a yeah. very high percentage. I, I feel it's, it's, um, I think we can trust that it'll hit a billion dollars. Yeah. It might not hit much more than that um, because it's slowing down. Yeah. It if, is if you watch down. it, it's been slowing down. Um, it's also the most profitable. No, it's, I mean, uh, ignore profit. It's, it's literally the biggest grossing rated R movie of all time. Yep. Beating Deadpool even. Yeah. Which is, that's actually a surprise considering I, I like Deadpool more than I like Joker. <laughs> oh, I love Deadpool yeah. more. Um, man, did you like Deadpool two more than Joker? Yes, really easily. I I like Joker one. Or I mean, I like Deadpool one more than Deadpool two. Deadpool two was good. I just didn't like it as much as Deadpool one, and I I don't think I like Joker. So I think I like Deadpool 2 more than Joker. <laughs> I It's been several weeks now since I've seen Joker, and I still am not sure how I feel about this movie. It, I know that if, if the movie's name was not Joker, and it was about somebody mentally ill in the 80s in Chicago, I would not have ever watched this movie. Yeah. Ever. Nope. And... Uh, after seeing this movie, I don't know that I cared that it was named Joker. <laughs> and I don't know that I would have watched it. I definitely didn't watch it again, again, and I'm never planning on watching yeah. it again. It's done. Um, but it was good. 
it i mean artistically at a cinema level yes yes it was, it was. way better than deadpool it was i mean this i i think logan was better than joker because logan almost made me cry i should probably watch that movie uh, eventually soon oh man that <laughs> that is a comic book movie that is a art piece yeah it is intense. It's not that much of a Wolverine movie. It really isn't. It, I mean, yeah, you see Wolverine all the time, but it's it's really this post-apocalyptic comic book. It's speaking, amazing. Speaking of Wolverine, I think yeah. we have something planned for that, don't we? Yeah. So we're going to do a big thing in uh, two weeks to promote and interview the lead actor of uh, of the Wolverine is it a fan? It's not a, it's a fan film. Fan film. It's it's a group of it's a it's a movie studio who created a uh, a studio very specifically so that if they're sued, they can continue like living <laughs> <laughs> and making their normal movies. Yeah. So they make normal movies, but then they made a whole studio just to just to film this thing because they love it so yeah. much. So uh, yeah, I I can't wait. I did some BTS on there. I was on set and. Uh, I can't wait to interview him, and, and, and he has so much passion. He loves this character. And if I remember correctly, uh, Wolverine's real name isn't Logan, right? I thought it was James Howitzer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it is. So, coincidentally, James yeah. playing Wolverine. I thought that was pretty funny. Not me. I'm not. I'm, I'm too fat for Wolverines. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we're, we're going to have a Wolverine guy here, so that should be pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, we also have uh, a secret link. There this is the one that you were talking yeah. about. We're not even going to talk about it other than the fact that there's a secret link there. That's it. That's it. Click the link. <laughs> uh, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, and She-Hulk. We've talked about them before. They seem like they're going to be a very big deal. Yeah. And so much so that they've already been confirmed that eventually, we don't know when, but eventually they will make it to the big screen. Okay. So the 60s and 70s was a weird time for comic books. Yes. Um, Marvel and DC were in battle. And they really wanted, like Star Wars, Star Trek, but actually fighting each other, like doing things to each other, copying each other, things like that, right? So You have so many heroes that look like other heroes from the other side. And and villains too, right? Like Thanos and Darkseid are clones of each other. And which one's better? I don't know. Which one made the biggest grossing movie of all time? Well, that was Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you might like Dark Side more. I'm telling you, there's an easy way to solve that. If you want Justice League to make money, give us the mustache. That's all we're asking for. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think Joker could, could spawn something with Moon Knight. Because Moon Knight is a mentally ill superhero. Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, but you could also probably say that about Deadpool. Deadpool might also be a mentally ill. But Deadpool isn't real. Yeah. Whereas Moon Knight, they can truly explore schizophrenia and how hard it is for somebody who believes things and they're not real. They don't align with reality. Yep. Uh, are they? They could. In, they could choose to go the magic Egyptian version of Moon Knight or some mixture of the two. I feel like they're they're either going to do a mixture or they're just going to stay away from the Egyptian thing. Yeah, just judging by what stuff I've seen, I haven't seen a lot, like a poster and maybe yeah. a screenshot. But 
I love Moon Knight because I love Egyptian mythology more than I like Greek mythology. Yes. Like it's it goes Egyptian, Greek, and all the rest after that. <laughs> so Egyptians just have cooler myths. I mean, Greek myth, Greek myths are just about some dude who wants to fuck everything that he can in some form or another, literally as a swan or a bull or. You know. I respect that. <laughs> <laughs> um so do you like any of these characters moon knight miss marvel she hulk so at first um i didn't know anything about them okay but over the like, last a year or two i've started to learn a lot more about them and to be honest moon knight is definitely at the top of my i'm most curious about to see marvel batman yes which is funny because i don't like batman <laughs> so i'm curious to see how they do this but to, to be 100 frank i am most interested in she hulk because I feel like you could do a very interesting cop drama or some type of lawyer show with She-Hulk like this and still have a superhero theme to it, too, which is really weird to think about. So when, um, when She-Hulk was going to be on Netflix, the discussion was that it was going to be a procedural court drama that was a comedy because the comic books of She-Hulk are a comedy. Yeah, she's funny. She's kind of like Squirrel Girl, where they kind of, uh, and Deadpool, where they're just not very serious storylines, and they kind of crack joke all, yeah. jokes all the time. Um, I think She-Hulk is super hot. I love the characters. I, I like um, She-Hulk interacts with Matt Murdock. I, I just like the whole thing. I don't know almost anything about Miss Marvel. I have no... It's, it's not the Miss Marvel that we've seen in the MCU either, Right. No, uh, because it's MS. Yeah. Miss Marvel is the first Muslim superhero. Yes. I get that. And it's, I've... And that's the, the, the um, not the salutation, whatever the, the title is, what's throwing a lot of people off. They're like, oh, Miss yeah. Marvel. No, no, no. I have no mm. idea why they did this. <laughs> it makes no sense. I don't know. <sighs> okay. But yes, they are all confirmed, coming for the big screen eventually, confirmed by our Lord and Savior, Kevin Feige himself. Yep. Um, so that should be interesting to see some gears turning now. What could Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, and She-Hulk have to do in another five, ten year span it, of movies? It said big screen, but a big screen might be little screen because it's Disney Plus. No, they they're saying it's coming oh, to Disney Plus. Movies. They're getting they're going to be in movies. Okay. They might get their own, they might have cameos or something oh, in them, but yeah, they this... will be in movies. Which okay. means that this will directly I mean, we already knew, but it will directly connect to the MCU. In some fashion. If, yeah, if, if the MCU shows on Disney Plus do not refer to the movies and do not make cameos in the other movies, I will be calling major shenanigans. <laughs> well, I mean, they've already done it, though. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did a very good job at that. It's first season. Yes. The Triskelion and all that stuff that they were talking about, like, that was awesome. But it's kind of a bad example because... Um, they have not confirmed that Agents of Shield is actually in the same universe as MCU. <laughs> they just and it's maybe kind of like towards it. yeah, because actually after season one, there's like one more reference in the whole next six seasons. By all means, watch Agents of Shield. The latest season was amazing. It's really good. Next season is the last season. Really good, honestly, guys. It is a really good show. But they don't ever make references to anything that happens in the MCU ever again. And it was funny too, is there was supposed to be a movie for this. What happened to it? Do you remember the Inhumans movie about, you know, well, was it like they turned it into a mini series. And so you can watch, it's like nine episodes on uh, Hulu. 
or it was on Hulu. Yeah, remember. it was apparently so bad that I don't even remember what it was from. <laughs> it mm-hmm. Said it was apparently so bad I don't even remember that it was a streaming thing. Oh, I thought it was a movie. That's how that's how screwed up Inhumans got. It, I know it got screwed up. It started as a movie and then it became a series. It's in the same universe as Agents of Shield because the Inhumans because is a big storyline yeah. in Agents of Shield. And I watched the series. It was mediocre. Yeah. And they they had to cut Medusa's hair because they didn't have the technology to do her hair. So, so would yeah. you say it flopped? 100% flopped. Oh, so speaking of flops, <laughs> I set that one up. Uh, Terminator Dark Fate just recently came out, and it didn't do very well. As a matter of fact, it did awful. But it was all top-tier actors. Yes. Who are in their 70s. <laughs> well, no, I'm sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Linda no, Hamilton no, and Arnold Schwarzenegger are pretty old. It also had uh, Amelia. Amel- no, Amelia Clark was in, I believe she was in Genesis. She wasn't in this one. Oh. They yeah, just had those, a blonde. Yeah, it was just these these two. Yeah, okay. Uh, and uh, but yeah, it was a uh, hundred and what we say it was like a hundred and eighty million dollar budget. Hundred eighty million budget to make to make, and currently it's sitting at twenty four million. Yeah, which means they've lost lots of money on this. Yeah, but here's the thing: so Dark Fate flopped. That's fun to say. But is it a bad movie? I mean, now, we haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen it. But I've heard from many reviews that this is the actual Terminator 3 sequel yeah. that people were looking for, and many are happy about it. People like it. People wanted yeah. this. It explains but, a lot. Because not only is it the original actors, but it's James Cameron. Yeah. James Cameron came back to do yeah. stuff. And um, it's just weird, though, because... I mean, if you look at the link that we put in here, it's from Looper. Yep. And they explain it better than we could. I think it flopped because the last three movies did not do well. So well, uh, so bad, in fact, that this movie doesn't even reference any of those three. Yeah. This is a direct sequel to Terminator 2. And basically, Genesis and whatever the other two were don't even count. They're not even movies. They're a different timeline. Because when you start messing with time, that's what you get to do. You that's get to true. do different timelines. Um, did you ever watch the Sarah Connor Chronicles? No. I actually did. I actually liked it. It has... Um, Summer Glau? Summer Glau. Yeah. And I don't I don't particularly like Summer Glau. I do. I don't think she's... She's just not my type. Like, I'm, I don't find her attractive. I don't like her... The personality she does in the shows very often. You don't like her in Firefly? No. <laughs> I'm just asking. <laughs> like, I mean, like you had so many personal characters. It's not that I didn't think her character was interesting. Uh, she as, might have as, been as, interesting had we had time to explore her. <laughs> yeah, in the movie, in the movie, I liked River a little bit more. Yeah. I liked River a little bit more in the, in the movie, but eh, whatever. Uh, but I did like the show. I thought the show was good. But again, I guess that show never happened. No, different timeline doesn't count. I hate that. <laughs> and so we look at the trailer. We looked at the video. You click the link in the show notes looks great it does there was some cool parts yeah like she shot off the guy's uh, the, one of the terminator's faces like on the ground arnold's there i yeah. mean but i have i have no intention to watch this movie until it comes out on netflix it, i think i've said this before it once this looks like one of the coolest movies i never want to see i'm not gonna say never because <laughs> if it comes through my netflix stream Maybe. i'll see it yeah if it's on disney plus probably not 
Yeah. Because I plan on watching Disney Plus. And now I bought a year. I did. I, I was like, you know what? They're going to come out with enough regular content. I'll give them one year because it was kind of cheap. And I, I'll just see if I renew it or not yeah. next year. But um, I don't plan on watching TV shows or movies that aren't like made for Disney Plus. Yeah. Anything made for Disney Plus, that's what I paid for Disney Plus yeah, for. Yeah, of course. Um, not not me. You know me. I know. You, you actually <laughs> like watch those movies more than once. Yep. I don't, if I wanted to see it, I saw it in the theaters. Yeah. I, I feel like, I mean, it's, it's, I feel like everybody has that type of thing where maybe you have a song that you listen to a lot because it's a song that makes you feel better. It puts you in a better mood or something like that. Or maybe you have Sunflower. a song that, you know, like, but for me, I listen to Sunflower all the time. Yeah. It's, I have a, I have a movie that if I'm having a bad day, I can go watch this movie. I know exactly how it's going to turn out. Cause I've seen it a hundred sure. times it'll make me feel better. I, I just, I just how yeah. I am with movies. No, that's fair. Um, but yeah, so dark fate flopped. I don't think it's necessarily a bad movie. Cause I've heard many people say it's actually good. Yeah. So this is where it gets interesting. What do you consider a flop? Then obviously a flop is when you don't make the money that it costs to make the movie. Like that's probably not good, but if you're, if you don't care about making money, then you should make an indie film and not worry about budget. <laughs> yep. Um, or write a book. So what's funny is Terminator Dark Fate did horrible. Yeah. The Joker, which we just talked about, did amazing. Yeah. It, too, also did very well. Those two movies alone could absorb the costs of whatever this was to fail. And I think it did, because I think they're all the same well, parent no, company. No, they're not. I thought they were. No, because uh, Terminator Dark Fate is owned uh, 33% by... Um, oh, yeah. That's the 33%. That's what... Yeah. Yeah. There's like three different companies that each are, are paying for for the movie. So yep. they're each going to absorb that loss. And so only one of them is Warner Brothers. Oh, yeah. So, but I mean, so Warner Brothers will absorb their cost back. Yeah, they will. For them. They had a good, they had a good year. When we were listening to this looper thing, though, I wanted to point out Tencent had some hand in this freaking movie. So Tencent, the Chinese company that we always make fun of for just doing whatever the hell they want. They had at least a $50 million stake in this movie because they were one of that. I just completely believe. Tencent. Yep. So, yeah. They're, um, they're everywhere. They, Honestly, they own a lot. I didn't realize. It's like Chinese Disney. Like, that's what it is. Yeah. So, I wanted to point this out. Terminator Dark Fate did pretty freaking bad. Yeah. A lot of other movies that have come out recently that look like they were going to be amazing movies all have done they horribly. Flipped. The movies they thought were going to do badly did well. Yes. And the movies they thought were going to do well did badly. So, I have two different links in, in this one note here. I don't know if you can see it. I tried to separate them, but it's kind of hard to see. Yeah. Midway and Dr. Sleep, Jojo Rabbit, Lighthouse, and Gemini. Oh, sorry, Gemini, Ge- Man. Gemini Man. Yeah. Have all not made their production budgets. They have not made the money it, it took to make the movie back in sales. So that is obviously considered a flop because they ha- they, they've lost money. <laughs> they've lost they've money. They've lost money in it. And it's surprising because, first of all, Gemini Man, you have Will Smith twice- <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean uh gemini man okay okay so wait just a moment yep which if 
if you hadn't seen Joker, based off the trailers, would you have rather seen Terminator? If you have to see one of the two, Joker or Terminator Dark Fate? Which do you think? No, no, no. Which do you think you'd enjoy more? You chose to see Joker. You didn't choose to see Terminator Dark Fate. But which looks better? Terminator Dark Fate. Terminator Dark Fate. It yeah. looks better. Okay. Um, that's fine. Gemini Man is garbage. <laughs> so it flopped, but it's garbage. Now it has Will Smith in it. Why did? Why is he in a garbage movie? We don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Will Smith's all over the place. He's been doing YouTube stuff too on YouTube, his YouTube channel. I don't. He's he's just. I guess he does whatever he wants now. Yeah. That's that's the but. Yeah, come on. That movie now, is garbage. So the 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 interesting thing here that I like to point out, I'm honestly not surprised Midway did bad, because I think people are just tired of seeing the same war movie over and over and over again, and that's basically what Midway was. Doctor Sleep though is interesting that it didn't do well. And I think when we were talking about it, yeah. I think it didn't do well because it's a generational gap. It's been 30 years since um, the, the Shining has come out. And I just think people are just not old enough to have seen the first one to try and see the second one and put it together. Yeah, I, I doubt many people have seen Shining that are under 40. Yeah. And I've only seen bits and pieces and I didn't want to see it. I, so I stopped watching, even though I am 40. I have to, I, I haven't seen it all the way through. I don't even, I know parts of it. Yeah. Um, but I, I do have to watch it all because it is on my movie <laughs> bucket list. <laughs> um, and then the other interesting one was Jojo rabbit. I have been talking about a few times yeah. how super excited I was for that movie. Now I'm upset that it flopped, but I did see this movie Yeah. and I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. It was hilarious. Also extremely sad for some weird reason. It just got really sad out of nowhere and unapologetically sad. So maybe that's why. Now, I, um, your girlfriend mm-hmm. did not give the ringing praise that you just gave it. No, she's, she said it was all right. She, she liked it. Yeah. Um, she thought it was going to be better, though. Now, I have a slightly different sense of humor. Than her, I think I have at some points drier humor is funnier to me. Okay, and there was a lot of it in this, and I mean, like even in the trailer, you saw the kid throwing the knife at the tree, <laughs> and it just came back and got him in the leg. And uh, how he gets the name Jojo Rabbit, they explain, and that's freaking hilarious. Um, but it was interesting because maybe it didn't do well because people didn't understand the movie and it just didn't get out there. Or maybe it didn't do well because the subject matter was Adolf Hitler. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but I would say that was an art piece. It was Taika Waititi's art piece that he was trying to, it was, he considered it an anti hate movie. That's how he was marketing it. And it really does feel like that. If you watch it, it's trying to teach you there is literally no reason to hate people. Don't. Yeah. And the movie right next to it, lighthouse is a major art piece. And, to be honest, I have no idea what the hell is going on in that movie, even from the trailer. And it didn't do well either. And that's where, like, I feel like, um, I don't think Lighthouse invested a bunch of money <laughs> into marketing because I don't think they thought it was going to do super well. It has it has some cool actors. It has Glitter Batman. It has, uh, what's the other guy? Um, I was gonna, the only role, I mean, there's two roles that people know yeah. him for. It's Willem Dafoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you might recognize him more as the Green Goblin. 
I recognize him more as uh, the drag queen that was in the Boondock Saints when he he was the the detective who dressed up in drag to get yeah. into the house and. That yeah. guy's crazy. He's fucking nuts. He's nuts. <laughs> and I love him so much. He's so, so crazy. I am so excited to see Lighthouse once it comes to Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the theater. <laughs> I just didn't want to see it in theater. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It, it, theaters cost a lot now. They do. And yeah. I mean, I'm honestly considering getting one of those, one of these theaters here yeah. to get one of those because it just costs so much. Like if I can pay $8 a month and maybe I miss a month. You know, okay. Oh well, yeah. I missed a month. Some of them have rollover tickets. Oh, so now I get two tickets. And I can take my girlfriend for free now every other month. Yeah. Okay, that's worth it. Um, yeah, I wouldn't have paid to see Lighthouse in the theater, but I'm still curious about it. I still I, want to watch I bet it. I would enjoy it. It's totally up my alley. Yeah. And somebody has sex with a mermaid. I mean, <laughs> hey. Yeah. I don't even know what's going on in this movie. I, nobody knows what's going on <laughs> in that movie. But what is going on with the box office right now? It's been like the last two months. There has not been anything good. Yeah. Everything has been failing. Except Joker. Except, okay, we don't talk about that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's just, I mean, you know, if there had been a comic book movie, it would have done well. And I would have watched it. Yep. I would have made sure to watch it. I think it's very... Um, Point in case, you've seen Joker, comic book movie, yeah. even though it really wasn't. Even though it wasn't. <laughs> um I I hear so many people lately that they're like, oh, I'm so sick of Marvel movies. Like, I don't want to see any more comic book movies. And I'm like, well, the movies keep doing well. And, and everybody loves them. And everybody loves them. And it's just like, I don't know what it is in some people that want successful things to fail. And it's just like, no, I'm done with it. And again, I will always put it out. There is like 30 rom-coms every year. Every year. <laughs> In 10 years, there's like 300 rom-coms. Yeah. And there's 20 Marvel movies over 10 years. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you know what? I could do with 150 rom-coms. Let's just get rid of 150 of them, <laughs> pretend they never happened, and let's add double the number of Marvel movies. And I've heard some arguments, too. They're all just the same. Oh, no, no, no. There is not a single one of those movies that is like no. the other movie. Yeah, you want to say that Thor two and Thor Ragnarok are the same? Then you can get out of the house because one of those is really good and one of those is really bad. But if you if you pretend Thor two doesn't exist, which I think is what <laughs> Feige does, then just compare Thor one to Thor Ragnarok. Not the same at all. They're not the same, and they're both legitimately good stories. Iron Man one, Iron Man two, Iron Man three. They are all sequels. Yep, not the same. None not of them the, same. Are the same. Yeah. So I, I just. That's it. Just seems like it's a lazy excuse. Like you want to hate something, so you go, yeah. "Oh, it's the same. I don't want to watch it." And it's not the same. Then don't watch it if you don't like superheroes. That's fine. I really like that they're branching superheroes into other genres, because that's what we need. Just like anime has horror anime, and it has sex anime, and it has comedy anime, and it has fantasy anime. Anime is like <coughs> is just a like a subgenre, or maybe it's the main genre. I don't know. I think it's like a subgenre. I got another case in point for that. Raising Dion. Oh, it's good. It's, Did you watch it all? I haven't watched it yet. I, I, I No, but I just know. I, that's what I'm saying. I know. It is, it is like marketed as like it's a family movie type thing. Yeah. Completely revolving around superpowers and stuff like that. So it's kind of a superhero, if you want to call it yeah. that movie. But it doesn't have anything to do with that. It just has superpowers and stuff like that. I don't know. It's hard, it's yeah, hard to it's, explain. It's, but it's really good. There's like this, 
uh, there's this subplot of the kid who has superpowers who's like, I guess I'm a superhero now. And so for maybe like 10, 12 minutes, he, he puts out an, an outfit, not distributed, like one yeah. episode has like two minutes of him in an yeah, outfit, yeah. but he never becomes a superhero. He's not a superhero. Um, it's not a superhero movie. It is like a comic book family movie though. It's so good, man. Um, if, if you, if you have a family, you'll enjoy this movie. I think if you just have feelings, you'll enjoy this movie. <laughs> it's, it's, it's legitimately good. That little boy, he's a brat. He's, he's believable. And at the end you, you like him. I mean, you like him all the time yeah. because just like all eight year olds, right? Eight year olds are angels and terrors at the same time. Yeah. He Always. might be 10. I yeah. don't know. But yeah, he's like, you're like, man, that was a brat move, but that's what he would have done. I, I, we're planning on the girlfriend and I are planning yeah. on watching that. It's on our list, but I have accidentally opened the door to 13 reasons why for her. And at first she didn't want to watch it because she's heard stuff about how brutal it can be and how, yeah. you know, we got through the first three episodes of the first season and now it's just, we need to finish this show. Let's <laughs> just do it. Go. I chose not to watch it. I didn't want to fill my brain space with negative emotions and I just decided it's not for me. So actually I wanted to talk about this for a second. If we have, if we have a second, we have a second, apparently <laughs> um, season two. And season, well, season one and season two, I haven't seen season three of 13 Reasons Why yet. I'm getting there. We yeah. just finished season two, I think last night or two nights ago. Um, there is a very important song in in both of the seasons. Okay. And it's called The Night We Met by Lord Huron, I think it is. I've, I've looked it up. Um, it's the song that Clay and Hannah danced to in the first season. Okay. And in the second season, um, it's they, it, it plays again. But what was so weird is I always say that uh, music can have some profound effect on people. And that song alone, even to me, none of that stuff happened to me. But even to me, that song is powerful because it invokes the emotion I felt mm -hmm. seeing this. But in the second season, it plays at the dance again. And Clay instantly recognizes it. Obviously, he danced to the song with Hannah. That's a very important song to yeah. him. But what was interesting is all the other characters that you start to actually kind of get feelings for. Um, Tony specifically. Tony is one of my favorite characters. He's like... I need to find clay because he knows the minute that song comes on, it's not good. Mm -hmm. Something's going to happen. And so he immediately goes to find clay and finds him with, you know, a few of the other characters that you've grown to like all just surrounding him and hugging him. And every time I hear the song now, I think of that scene and it's, mm -hmm. it's really weird because it's extremely sad, but it's also extremely heartwarming and it makes you feel better even though it wasn't good. Yeah. I, I don't even know how to explain the song, but every time I hear this song now, I'm like, I think I'm in a good mood. Like I'm alive. Yeah. And that's good. Like this song is uh, like, even the song itself is saying, take me back to the night we met. And that mm -hmm. was his favorite night. And like thinking about that with my girlfriend, like the night we met was awesome. Cause coincidentally we met here. She says we met at the bar, but I actually talked to her here when I, Okay, so we met at the bar, but I was extremely drunk because so I don't remember that conversation. <laughs> so I say here because yeah. this is the conversation that I remember. Um, but yeah, so it's just weird how that connects. I don't know. That song, just that song, I just wanted to point out to the writers, the listener, or the, whoever had anything to do with that show, that was an amazing choice. That song is amazing. Thank you. That's important. Yeah. yeah. Music's crazy important to stuff. Uh, that's all the news we have. So we're going to do what we always do and talk about something else now. 
So if you were just here for the news, you can leave. You are dismissed. And if you want to hear us talk about secret identities, stick around because that's what we're doing right now. So you brought this up, Rich, because secret identities, we wanted to talk about them. Are they important? Yeah. Because it doesn't seem like they are anymore. Yeah. I mean, um, did you you like that they announced Spider-Man's secret identity in the end of the movie? I so it was weird. I liked it because of the the awe effect it had. Yeah. Like oh shit. Yeah, it was like oh what the f- yeah. Like this is gonna cause all kinds of problems. So I liked that. But I'm also like, I really wish they hadn't done that because now what is he gonna do? Is is everybody you know in trouble again? Like it does with every other Spider-Man movie. Like yeah. what does this mean? So I don't know. I'm kind of on both sides. I didn't like it because I feel like Spider-Man can't have a normal life now yeah right so we won't get to see tom holland in college i don't think maybe Maybe they will i mean who knows but i just i just feel like realistically it would be very difficult um and he's maybe he's a criminal maybe maybe peter parker is a criminal of course he works for the government i don't know this this stuff is (laughs) this stuff is weird and hard but i just feel like we lose a lot of the best parts of peter parker's story and already he's not even that much like Peter Parker. He's actually a little bit like Miles Morales yeah. mixed with Peter Parker. So at any rate, I think Tom Holland is an amazing Peter Parker that we never got to see be Peter Parker. Yeah. And, he, and it's, it, I don't even know why I feel like I have to point this out, but Aunt May is obviously one of the biggest characters for Peter Parker. Yeah. And in this version, Aunt May is extremely attractive and it makes things really awkward for people who are not used to seeing Aunt May, you know, yeah. 30 years old. And I don't even know if that's how old she is. And now he has a Puerto Rican love interest. Yep. Who she's amazing. I wish she wasn't named Mary Jane. I wish they just, I just, I just wish they said, you know what? Peter Parker loves this girl and her name can be Anita or something, something, you know, whatever. And not just jam her into the role of Mary Jane, because I don't think she will, I don't think that actress could be a supermodel. I don't think society demands that she is not allowed to be a supermodel, which is ridiculous. I find her attractive enough to be a supermodel, but I don't think society would let her is what I'm saying. I, I think, um, fashion models look a certain way. I think lingerie models look a certain way. I think supermodels look a certain way. Just the type of jobs is the kind of clothes that they're going to promote. And I don't think that that MJ looks like a Kim Kardashian or something. She just doesn't have that body. And you can, you can say that such and such girl is more attractive than a Kim Kardashian or whatever. That might not be your style. That's totally legit. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Kim Kardashian. That's at fine. All, so. I think she's hot. <laughs> um, and I, I think that Kim Kardashian has like a supermodel body, but that MJ is not an MJ. She's just not MJ. But anyway, so Peter Parker, we never get to see him be Peter Parker. He is going to do some other storyline. Um, and I was like, okay, that bothered me when it happened. And then this month, we didn't talk about the news, but... Well, this is the news. This, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, there's going to be a two-part episode where Superman announces that he's Clark Kent. 
Now, they've been very explicit. Superman is what he does. Clark Kent is who he is. Yeah. So they're not getting rid of Clark Kent. Superman will now be allowed to be Clark Kent all the time. Because that's who he is. He's not Superman. Yeah. That's just his, it's his job. So, so does uh, that mean we're not going to get Superman issue number one now? We're going to get Clark Kent issue number one. <laughs> well, no, because it's about the job. Yeah. Right. But so, um, but we're not going to get Superman as a reporter, probably. That doesn't make any sense. We're not going to get. Um, yeah. Can you imagine someone coming up to you with a microphone and asking you a question? And you're like, aren't you Superman? Like, why are you interviewing me? He's like, I'm off the clock. <laughs> um, so then, then I, that's what made me think about it. What is going on? Where are the, where are the secret identities going? And then I thought this was very interesting because then you started listing heroes who've lost their secret identities. And this is in the show notes. Yep. And so obviously Tony Stark did it first. And, By saying I am Iron Man. Like, and I kind of thought that was, it, it made, I didn't even think about it. It made sense because I don't even like Iron Man. <laughs> I think he's a douche. Um, I like, I, I like, I like him now, I guess more well he started off as being the cocky philanthropist playboy genius billionaire or whatever he calls himself yeah and that that is perfectly a good reason not yeah. to like him but in the end the self-sacrifice makes you you can't hate him you can't hate i don't hate him anymore yeah. um the, the kid humanized him a little bit yeah i think um but yeah he didn't have a, a secret identity and i was like okay yeah that's, that makes sense um now superman doesn't peter parker doesn't have a secret identity anymore nope um Daredevil, Matt Murdock, same writer who exposed Superman's secret identity, also wrote the storyline that exposed Matt Murdock's story, uh, uh, secret identity. Um, Oliver Queen, I'm not sure what the official status in the Arrowverse is because I missed the last season. But no, it's, I, it's come out that he's Oliver Queen, but then it's been redacted, but then it's come out, but then it's been yeah, redacted. Basically, so it's like in the last season I watched, everybody kind of knew he was Arrow. Yeah. But they didn't know if he was still Arrow because he was affected, like technically, like that's like he agreed to give up being Arrow. I don't really know. I, <laughs> um, and we sat here for, I mean, are we, I'm not saying we are experts, 100% experts, but we are very knowledgeable on superheroes. Yeah. And between the two of us, we the, got two. Now, we're talking about A list superheroes. Yeah. We acknowledge there's a lot of B and C list. Selena Kyle and you know Dick well, Grayson. Don't I, don't count in this conversation. Um, his secure identity came out, but he made he got a fake identity, I think. <laughs> but um, yeah, because he he works for the Talon, I think, or something. It's like the secret super spy agency thing. I don't know, whatever. Um, it's cool. You should read it, guys. Uh, read uh, Nightwing's storyline and stuff. But. Um, yeah, we obviously we don't know about all the things. I'm just not counting because some of those B-list superheroes don't even have new comics. Yeah, so they're just a we side just went character. with we just went with anything that was in the DCU, anything that was in MCU, and anything currently hitting you know the comic book stands yeah. right now. And uh, yeah, most of them don't have their secret identity. I'd love people to comment which A-list A-list Marvel heroes still have. A secret identity that are not these two because we've already thought of these two yeah yeah so who bruce wayne my least favorite of all the heroes <laughs> uh batman is still batman yeah now when we were we were talking about this there are people that know bruce wayne is batman i think even joker might know yeah 
but yeah. not everybody knows Bruce Wayne is Batman. Not like, you know, like Peter Parker fiasco at the end of Spider-Man where literally everybody standing in town square now knows Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Like some people might know Bruce Wayne is Batman, but isn't not it, everybody. Isn't it very weird that in the Batman who laughs storyline, Joker knows how to get into the Batcave. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Like it's weird. He just knows where he lives. And, uh, I guess there's defenses, so he can't easily get in or whatever. But yeah, it just it's weird. He's just there. And then Barry Allen in the Arrowverse. In the Arrowverse, I think also in the comic book line, but I I didn't confirm because. Well, but it, again, if we're talking about Flash, it's, it always comes down to which Flash because there's been so many. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and, and obviously, there's always people who know their secret identities because people who come from future timelines, they know Barry Allen was the Flash because they read about it in their history books. Yeah. That doesn't count. Yep. We're, we're talking about literally they don't have a secret identity when they're alive. Um, so Barry Allen still does. And it used to be that storylines would basically make trouble for the hero because they would have to juggle their daytime job and their superhero job. Right. So Barry Allen would struggle to, you know, um, do things right for the police captain. And the police captain's like, man, why, why aren't you uh, giving me all the evidence I need Barry Allen? And Barry Allen's like, man, I'm sorry. I'm just such a loser. <laughs> and uh, meanwhile, the captain's like, I love that flash. Thank, <laughs> thank goodness that flash is saving my day. Which is funny. Cause I think um, maybe it was Batman. There's a few other heroes that are 100% flipped. We're like, <laughs> I, I love Bruce Wayne. He's an awesome guy. He yeah. helps out. But man, Batman is screwing up our country and, you know, yeah. screw him and yada, yada. It's funny. So, so I was kind of just curious, like, why? 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 Because I love the secret, secret identities. What is the movies currently, movies and comics, current comics obsession with trying to take away people's secret identities that they need? Now, we put in here, are they important? And are they useful? Yeah. Are, are some secret identities are not. For instance, Thor has he does have a secret identity. Donald Blake. Yeah. He's never used it. There's been in a the cameo movies, yeah. joke about it that he's, yeah. he's never used it in the MCU. Um, in the comics, he has, but it's not important because he's not even from this Earth. So, but then again, Kal El, Superman, is yeah. also not from this Earth. But he, I think, the difference is Thor is not trying to hide. In our society, he's he knows who he is. Absolutely. He has no reason to hide. Clark Kent is just trying to be a normal person because he doesn't have a home to go back to. Yeah, his home world is gone, and he's got family on Earth. Yeah, that he wants to keep safe. Yep, yep. he just wants to make sure that everything's secret. Thor's family that he has is in Asgard. So, I mean, if he might have Jane Foster on Earth, but that's it. Before Asgard was destroyed, he yeah. didn't just hang out on Earth all the time. <laughs> He would go back and drink and talk about stuff back in Asgard. Yeah. yeah. So that's where I feel like it's, it's a little different there. Um, but I feel like a lot of the secret identities are important. Yeah. And they are very useful at, you know. Well, wait, wait. So are you saying useful for the hero or useful for the writer? I would say both, but I was trying to go with hero. Useful yeah. for the hero to, you know, to do it he wants to do as a human being, like yeah. as people want to do as humans, but still maintain, you know, the superhero yeah, they, part. They want relationships. Yes. They want to protect their family, their loved ones. They don't want people being kidnapped all the so, time. Let's bring it. Let's bring Clark Kent back into this. Yeah. So 
if you were uh, if Clark Kent had never been Clark Kent and he was always Kal El, he was always Superman, yeah. and everybody knew, and he wanted to try and from have like what, like fourteen years old? Yeah, from just coming right out, like yeah. everybody knew. Would it be different for him to have a love interest? Because of course, most women are going to like a superpowered being. You know that that we consider a guy. So, so can he have a normal relationship as an alien versus him being Clark Kent? So most of the guys I know in IT hide that they're in IT when they start dating because they don't want the girl to assume that they make good income. And I would imagine that if Superman was on Tinder, <laughs> you know, he would put on a different pair of glasses. He'd be like, you know what? I'm, I'm not Clark Kent right now. I'm going to put on a different pair of glasses. Hey, it's, it's 2019. He might be on Grindr. Okay. Let's get things straight. <laughs> no, but okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> totally legit. Some superheroes can be on Grindr, but Superman likes Lois Lane. Yes. So he's on Tinder. Um, but again, so that poses my question. Would he been able to have a normal relationship with Lois Lane had Lois Lane known from the very beginning he was Superman? I think he'd have to lie. Yeah. Right. You're not going to show up on a date in a Superman outfit. <laughs> I this got you some roses. This isn't Comic-Con. <laughs> like, I guess that's one place he could get away with it at. You could just. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think they'd have to hide their abilities. Yeah which might put them at risk if you're somebody like Batman or Arrow who strongly rely on gadgets. Yep. And they don't have superpowers yeah. or any kind of, I mean, you're, yeah, you can be a good detective or never miss a shot, but yeah, that's, that's the thing. I mean, honestly, like I, I would have thought somebody would have assassinated Tony Stark yeah. because um, yeah, he always can activate his armor real fast but well, can he do it faster than a bullet? Yeah, no, he can't. So I don't know. I just, I just think. But then it comes back to the supervillain, you know, like mindset. Like if, if I'm going to take out Tony Stark, I want people to know I was the one that took out Tony Stark. So I'm not going to be sneaky about it. I'm going to take him head on. And that's usually when they lose because they try and take. Yeah. Tony Stark I mean, <laughs> there's not really a lot of point. The only, in a, in a world full of superheroes, it's not like killing the superhero means now you can conquer the world. Yeah. Because there's a hundred other superheroes <laughs> who are going to just stomp you down. Which, and if you wanted to kill a superhero, watch the boys because they teach you how to do it. <laughs> I, I feel like um, we might see something go kind of interesting where co uh, superheroes and cops kind of become like, oh, if you kill a superhero, the rest of the superheroes are going to take off their, uh, their, their gloves you know, they're, they're yeah, going to, you go and die today. You're, you're going to die. <laughs> you're going to get stomped down. Um, it, it might go interesting places. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. I mean, we, and we have two, we have two opportunities to see that too. So the boys, when season two comes out, we're going to see what happens there when you kill a superhero and they find out about it. Yeah. And then Watchmen as well. It's kind of different. It's what happens when you kill a cop or, or, you know, if you're a yeah, Watchmen yeah. really is kind of going into this this exploration of okay, well, if like in the in the Watchmen universe, cops are assassinated outside of the uniform. Yep. So uh, cops have done maybe some bad things, and so now there's a group that assassinates cops 
when they find out their secret identities. So the cops wear masks. Yep. And the cops become a lot scarier. Like you have this masked person, you don't know who they are. I guess you, you might have a badge number, I guess. Yeah. Um, and from that mindset, somebody who's supposed to be helping you is wearing a mask and you don't know who they are. And if they decide that you're a criminal, right or wrong, now you've got this more powerful person who can do whatever they want to you. And they can say whatever they want after, after you might not, might not be able to defend yourself. Yeah. So that is what the author who's doing the secret, uh, Superman secret identity reveal, his argument is that now in our world today, people do not trust people in masks. No. They don't trust people who hide their identity. They don't trust people who um, basically lie saying it's for your own good. We've, we've seen, what, three years now of a president who says anything that there's evidence of is fake. <laughs> it's like, wait, there's photos. There's videos. Didn't happen. And, and a, a marker is not enough. <laughs> I'm still laughing about that one. Um, and, and this is What are you talking about? There's a hurricane right here. Look. <laughs> and this is not politics, right? This, this has nothing to do yeah. with Democrat or Republican. I know some people think it does, but it doesn't. A marker is not science. <laughs> it just isn't. So you have this whole thing of if it's real, it must be fake. And believe the conspiracies because the conspiracies must be real. Yeah. It's, and so that is the argument that they're making to permanently get rid of secret identities. And they're saying Superman will not get his secret identity back. This is not going to be, I mean, obviously it's DC. So the next time they fire the president, so the, the, no, I was going to say, so the, the key word was this Superman will not get his secret yeah. identity back, but in another universe, but they are planning on rep, like propagating this change out to all the DC comics. So all of the DC comics that reference Superman will acknowledge that Clark Kent is Superman. So I, I thought that was interesting. I'm, I'm, I really would love to get some comments of what do people think about it? Um, why do you, like, I'd like to see some comments. Why do you think movies insist on taking away people's yeah. secret and identities? now comics and comics now too? Yeah. Yeah. I think that was a long episode, so I think we're good. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> we still haven't really figured out how to do an outro yet. We haven't. So <laughs> I think our best outro is, uh, yeah, okay, we're done. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I, I would just like to add, as, an, as maybe maybe a possible outro from now on, yeah. comment, guys. Please. We, we need to know what we should do more of, what you disagree with, and what we... Um, what we should do less of yeah. probably. <laughs> if you don't want a 20 minute, uh, segment on blizzard and why they're, you you're, know, you're in the like, wrong podcast yeah. because <laughs> I will try and do that, but I can't promise. It. We love a couple things on this channel <laughs> and that's blizzard, even though we hate them yeah, and we love them and, uh, Marvel, Marvel and, and Scott Pilgrim and we love them and we love them. <laughs> Uh, and Tony and, uh, yeah, we love them. We love them. And DC, we love them. And we hate them. Some things we yeah. love and hate and we'll talk about it all the time. Some things we love and love. And, uh, we'll probably talk about some things we hate and hate. If you're, too. if you're a DC superhero show, 
you're probably safe. <laughs> if you're a yeah. DC superhero comic or movie, you're probably not safe. <laughs> Even Titans. Titans is amazing. And they just got renewed for season three. Yeah. I'm so, not, which means that I now have to see it because yeah. season two, because I, um, the way I, you I thought were. it was going away. I thought it was going away, to be honest. And I was like, I just don't want to invest my heart in it. Yeah. But now, now you got it. All right. So, yeah. Comment, subscribe if you have it before. Leave us a review on any any yeah. way you can. Any way you can let us know how to fix things, change things, stuff you want to hear, stuff you don't want to hear. We will gladly tailor it to you guys. We are just putting it this out there right now. And we can always give you what you want later when you let us know. So let us know. And we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye, guys.